Welcome to another episode of AMPM from Amaya Media. I'm Chirag Desai. Now on this show, we take you behind the scenes at our little podcast network out here in Dubai. We're sharing news and tips from the world of podcasting and also talking to a few podcasters on how they're going about creating their shows. And today is one such episode where I'm joined by an entrepreneur whose idea to change the salon experience, specifically that of blowouts, is now a business with over 100 locations in the US and Canada. Ali Webb is the co-founder of Drybar, a concept she launched out of her home in 2008, and it became a multi-million dollar business just two years later. She's also the host of Raising the Bar, a podcast she started out with her brother and Drybar co-founder, Michael Landau. She now co-hosts the show with her partner, executive coach, Adrian Kaler. So I wanted to talk to her about all of that, why she started the show, how she goes about maintaining its focus, and getting into these conversations that entrepreneurs don't really like to have. We felt like the podcast was a really great sh- way to sh- kind of showcase what we've learned while talking to other entrepreneurs who were kind of in the same boat we were at some point. And what you know, what we found very quickly was that this, there is a very common thread between you know most entrepreneurs. They're going through very similar struggles, so we were able to talk about their struggles and our struggles kind of simultaneously. And so we did that for about a year or so, and then Michael had a baby and was like, you know, wanted to be with his kid a little bit more. So we kind of put it on pause and then my life kind of exploded and I got divorced and then I ended up in a new relationship. My boyfriend that I live with, he is a uh, coach. He coaches like executives and founders. And I used to always say it's business, it's not personal, you know, and he's like, it's, it's completely personal. It's like you take in whatever is on your mind, whatever you're thinking about into work. It's like, you don't, there's not a separate version of you that goes to work and whatever. And so his just take on life and on people and how we deal with business and work and family and was a very new and fresh perspective for me. So we thought combining kind of forces um, where, you know, we're definitely still talking about like the, you know, the journey and the, the, you know, how did you build your business kind of thing, but then more getting into like the personal side of how you feel about building that business and how that affects you. Um, you know, on a, on an emotional level and how you're, you know, the complexities and yeah. most entrepreneurs aren't talking about like how they feel, in, you know, inside and what's ailing them and what's, you know, keeping them up at night on a more personal level, which it is really personal. When you say you want to kind of drill into these journeys and you want to drill into how the people are feeling, is that something you do in terms of preparation towards uh, the episodes or the people that you're going to be talking to? Or is that something you know that once you sit down, you kind of break it out of them? Yeah, I think it's more because you don't really know what's going to come until you sit down with somebody and you see like how vulnerable they are. I mean, we do prep our guests and say like, listen, we, we, you know, we want to talk about, you know, the more vulnerable and raw and open you can be, the better. That's really what we're looking for. Um, And, you know, we have found that some guests are really open and we'll talk about the stuff that's really there. And then some are like pretty buttoned up and they're not yeah. it takes it you have to kind of poke at them a bit more yeah right? and then they don't you know and like we're not like therapists or anything so it's not like we're we have like a, a method we're just saying like hey like we want to talk about like the real stuff and i think a lot of that at least on speaking for myself you know and and adrian too i guess it's like we've been through a lot we've both been through pretty painful divorces you know we've both experienced a lot of like loss and sadness and you know and so you know for us it's like well, for me, it's like after having gone through that, it's like you just don't have as much like patience, I guess, to not talk about that stuff and, you know, to not be an open book. And and I also think that, you know, in, in my experience and being a little, you know, having a, a small platform and 
be, you know, being pretty open about my divorce and the, the, all the, all the fallout that came from that, um, really helped a lot of people. And I, I get a lot of feedback from people. It's like, if you're feeling down and you, you know, seem so successful and have your shit together, like, yeah, then it's okay that I feel down. Yeah. And, and, you know, obviously there's been such a big opening, I think in the last couple of years for mental illness and people, you know, who are openly talking about that kind of stuff. And I, I just think that's really important that, you know, I think people kind of keep that kind of hidden away and boxed away. Um, and, and I think the more we all talk about it, the less like weird and stigma-y it is, um, you know, to talk about like the real things that are upsetting you. And I think, you know, as an entrepreneur and, you know, is somebody at the helm of a big company, everyone just kind of assumes they know what they're doing and they have it all figured out. And, you know, it couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> yeah, and I think also, like, uh, at least what we see out here is that the last year has played a big kind of trigger role in that, in, in that kind of making those conversations a lot more open. Yeah. I mean, you see some of it, but you don't see it discussed openly in, in the form of saying, let's have a dialogue about it. It's more about saying, I want to get it off my chest, so I'll do it. But Right. Uh, and I think last year, I think it just made people more open because they realized, look, all of us are going through it now, so we might as well kind of talk about it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and I think that, you know, you know, the more like leaders and people we see in leadership who are, you know, open about their struggles, um, it just, it's an opening for other people to say, you know, you can, you can be great and you can be an amazing leader and super successful, but you can also have this. And I think it, there's like, kind of normalizes, uh, you know, us and, and everybody else. And I think it gives people a lot of hope that like, you don't always have to have your shit together and you don't always have to have all the answers and you can still be really successful. Yeah, and on, on the contrary, I think there is a, there is an element of success because of that, right? Like I, one of the reasons yeah. why I think you build resilience and you is because you, those, those are some of the experiences you go through. Um, and then when you look at it from an entrepreneurial point of view, as you said, I mean, at the end of the day, all business is personal anyway. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't used to believe that, you know, <laughs> I used to think it was completely separate, you know, and, and I think that was a huge like learning for me over the last couple of years. Were you apprehensive at all about the fact that you were going to be doing this with someone that, you know, ultimately, again, it's the same kind of story, right? You have, the, it has to be professional. You have to kind of work through that. And then is it possible that, you know, you might be having a bad day together and then that kind of filters down when you're trying to create a show, right? Or when you're trying to talk to someone, you have something in the way. And, and yeah. um, for some people, it kind of it can be an escape, whereas for you, that's not the case. Yeah, I mean, we definitely have times where we are, you know, going going into to record and we're, you know, in a thing. Yeah. And that doesn't and that, <laughs> you know, sometimes that does come out sideways a little bit in our um, our conversations, but we're both pretty professional and can pull it together um, for that. But, you know, we also do as like a little offshoot of raising the bar, um, something called shit that bugs us, yes. which I, you know, I frankly almost enjoy more. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Raising the Bar, the shit that bugs us series. Yeah, you know, why I mean, do you think it takes a toll? Well, I feel like I just got into like a thing with my best friend last night because like they're, you know, because like we just can't do the things that we want to do. And, but sorry, why do I- I love interviewing people and I love, you know, some of the conversations we have are, are really awesome. But um, I think I really love the, you know, the raw, like it's really, it, sometimes I even forget that we're recording because yeah. it is this very like, we're just having a conversation. We have kind of an idea of what we want to talk about. I mean, it's the shit that bugs us, but it's also turned into shit we love and shit we have. And so stuff that, you know, we're, we're talking about gets really personal really fast. And it's like, it's like being a, you know, being a fly on the wall in somebody's relationship, right. you know, which to me is like super entertaining. 
Um, and you know, we're, you know, we're talking about things like that we experience out in the world, like from a customer service, you know, point of view, like how we were treated or how, you know, something made us feel and there it's, it's definitely business centric. And then, yeah. then there's, you know, with the holidays and being divorced and having our exes around, it's like talking about how that feels to have like Thanksgiving and Christmas together with our exes and all the kids together and, and all the complexities with that. And those are, those are good, important conversations, which, you know, also nobody's talking about. Yeah. And it's something, it's something you guys, you guys are able to do together because obviously you have the relationship and you have, uh, kind of these synergy points that that ideally, if you were sitting down with an entrepreneur and saying, "Yeah, what was your Christmas like?" is not something necessarily that you would get into that <laughs> conversation at all, let alone get into the right. complexities right. at all. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that you know, I think we're kind of straddling the fence between like, let's talk about personal stuff and let's talk about, you know, how it all you know relates. And and one of the things I think that Adrian has kind of taught me, or uh, you know, really like championed us to do is like to have our lives be very intertwined and i mean obviously the timing is pretty perfect considering that we are like most people in you know the united yeah, states like yeah. we're living and working very closely with our significant others like physically closely and so you have to like it's like a whole reinvention and you have to figure out how to work together and where you're going to work and how you're going to manage your kids and the space and the, the noise and all of those things um but you know even before the pandemic you know adrian always felt like he wanted our lives to feel very intertwined. That's, you know, part of why, you know, we think of things all the time that we want to do together, like work projects so that we can be together, you know, in this like work life balance, not just like you do your job and I'll do my job and then we'll meet back up, which, right. you know, there, of course there's something wrong with that, but there is something really nice to the integration. And that's the part that Adrian's really been, you know, big, you know, fan of us trying to do and incorporate more into our lives. And I, you know, I do, I do really like that. It just, it's, I think it makes our lives feel like more connected and richer. And uh, one of the things I'm realizing, because obviously I, I produce a bunch of different shows. And so what lands up happening is that most of the time I'm speaking to somebody new. Right. And one of the feedback I got uh, more recently is when we, when I landed up doing a third episode with the same person and the feedback I got from, from a couple of listeners and one of my friends as well, was they actually enjoyed that uh, a lot more than, not that they, they don't enjoy the rest of the show, but they enjoyed that a lot because it allowed, because there's already a pre-existing chemistry. They knew the conversation was going to be a certain way. Sure. Uh, so I think that's kind of maybe why you're feeling, uh, I realize now I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm acting like a therapist, but anyway, but you know, that's maybe <laughs> potentially why you're feeling a little bit like, uh, you know, those are so enjoyable and you forget the recording, whereas when you're sitting with a guest, it becomes like the sort of formal interaction or a meeting and you kind of feel a little bit like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe it's like the fact that I've always been an entrepreneur. I've never really worked in a corporate environment and you know, I've always had this kind of like, you know, ask for, for ask for forgiveness, not permission. Yeah, which can be know, very mentality. difficult when someone's coming in from a more <laughs> corporate formal setting for sure. Uh, I'm just curious from a content point of view, like when you when you run into one of those, I mean, sometimes I think you can feel it. Um, in the interview, but I, I mean, I find it, more, it happens generally like in the interview, kind of in the zone. But when you get out, you're kind of like, wow, man, we didn't really get anywhere with this. Uh, is that something you do? And how, how do you deal with that? Yeah, I mean, there are it's certainly happened. Um, and there's, you know, there's times where we're like, oh, man, that didn't go so great. And we didn't really get what we wanted. And, you know, we've kind of learned from that. And, and I think it, it, it's helped us like frame the conversations before we get into them in the future. So now like before we get on a podcast, you know, we'll, we'll tell well, in advance, we'll tell guests that like, we really want you to be vulnerable and open up. And, you know, and of course some will say, yeah, yeah, no, I, I will. And I get it. And then they don't at all. Um, um, so, you know, but I think that's when it, that's when it's an incumbent upon us to say, Hey, you know, to try to find those little nuggets of information where, you know, people are, 
they'll say something, they'll like very quickly like brush over a struggle or something they have. And then we'll go back and ask them that, you know, we just had on these founders of a company called Cleveland Kitchen and they're, they started out as Cleveland Kraut. It's like a sauerkraut company, which is like, well, I'm not a big sauerkraut person, <laughs> but, which I was pretty open about, but then, right. you know, kind of what they're doing and, um, and how healthy it is for you. And we're talking about it and they ended up sending us up and it's actually quite delicious. But, um, you know, they're two brothers and we, you know, they talked, they touched a little bit about, you know, their own like struggles, but not really. And then finally at, you know, so towards the middle end of the podcast, I was like, so what's it like working together? Like, do you guys fight a lot? Do you guys, you know, and it's like, and I think they were a little like, what, you know, but then they answered and we, it got into a much deeper conversation. And that's the kind of stuff I think people really want to hear. It's like, yeah, you know, a lot of people work with their family now. It's like, how do you, what are the fights that you're having? How do you resolve them? How do yeah. you, you know, what do you, just hearing those stories of other people's goes such a long way, you know, when you're in the throes of a business with your, you know, your best friend or your brother or your, you know, partner. So you just did a, like a kind of COVID update or how, like, how you guys are dealing with that. And, and that was one of your, it wasn't a, a shit that bugs us kind of uh, episode, but a similar, similar format, but you were kind of doing that and you were talking about the puzzles you were doing and so on. Yeah. <laughs> like I think two or three times to the episode, you were kind of like, I don't know if this people find this boring, but here we are sharing it anyway. Right. And yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, I mean, did you get any feedback from that? Did you, do you hear back? Yeah. I mean, feedback comes in. It's, yeah, I, it's hard to kind of keep up with it, but it, I think it was, I don't really know actually, like if people, I mean, did you find it boring? No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, I mean, it helped, to be fair, it helped that it was like, I think it was like 11 or 12 minutes long anyway. Yeah, I think that's kind of what it is. It's like, it's not too too overindulgent or like just like shooting the shit and you just have to listen to us for, I mean, not have to, but of course, but, but um, you know, I think it's like, it's, it's, it is kind of that, like being a fly on the wall and listening to a conversation and with, you know, people that you potentially like. And, yeah. you know, I think people who are, who are tuning in, um, are, are listening to us because they like a lot of things that we've done and it's like getting ideas or getting, um, you know, I think we're all kind of searching for things to do to occupy our time that feel worthwhile. And that's kind of how that episode, <laughs> um, you know, came to be. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's challenging right now because, you know, there isn't, I mean, we, you know, there's like only so many Netflix series you can watch before you're, you know, you feel like your head's going to explode. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah, yeah. Netflix fatigue, Zoom fatigue, these are real things uh, which we didn't think we would have thing. to deal with, right? Uh, I think in 2019, all of us looked at Netflix and went, well, I'll never get through this stuff. And now here we are going like, oh my God, I have nothing to watch. I know. It's crazy. Stay with us. We'll be back with Ali on the process of getting the most out of her guests and her advice on getting started right after this. I'm eight years old and I'm here with my friend Liz. Hi. She's from New York and together we're discovering new old things in Dubai that have been around a lot longer than I have. In each episode, as we dig beyond what we see and what we know, we track down people who are connected to our topic to ask them questions. Tell me more. How did you get interested in the WTC? I mean, isn't everyone interested in WTC? I mean, Fataka, you wanted this to be one of the first podcast episodes. Actually, the first. Okay, so I'm curious, what? why do you think it's an important building then? Tell Me More was brought to you by Amea Media. It was produced by Liz McEnany and hosted by me, Spatika, and Liz. Leave us a review and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. And do subscribe to Tell Me More for future episodes. 
Welcome back. You're listening to AMPM from Amaya Media and our episode with Ali Webb, the co-founder of The Dry Bar and co-host of Raising the Bar. Have you had to hold back any episodes for, I mean, I know we spoke just now about feeling like something was not strong enough. Um, is that something you've done? I mean, there's been, without saying who, of course, yeah. um, there's been a couple of episodes that we haven't released that because we just didn't feel like we got the flow down. You know, I think that there is that like, you know, like this, it should be, a, we want it to be a conversation and it's something that kind of like naturally and organically just flows. Um, and we've had a couple episodes where that didn't happen, which, you know, might have very well have been our fault. And we're still, I feel like maybe earlier episodes where we were still kind of like learning how to do this and, and we still are learning how to do it, but, you know, and so the episode felt like flat. Um, and so there's been episodes like that, maybe one or two that we haven't released. Um, but you know, for the most part, we find some some juicy stuff in there that gets, you know, it, it, t- it tends to come at the end, you know. Yeah, it's, it, people warm up in very different yeah. time frames as well, right? Yeah, so. Exactly. And, and they also, like, forget your recording kind of thing. And they, you know, and I've done it, too. I've been in interviews where I just am, like, going on and on and on. And I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't mean <laughs> to say that, you know. Um, I'm like, people are here listening to this, you know. But, like, we just had Dale Moss, who was on The Bachelor and or Bachelorette and, he, you know, and he, his interviews, he, his whole story is really fascinating, but then towards the end of it, it gets, it gets a lot more personal, you know, and I think that's, that's the part, frankly, people are going to be really interested in hearing. It's, you know, it's very heartfelt, but it took us a little bit of, bit of time to get to that point. And that was like, you know, getting, massaging that out um, was definitely like the challenge. And that's kind of what we, fa- we find in a lot of our guests. It's like getting them to that point. I mean, sometimes I, sometimes I think, by the way, and I, I've actually been told this once or twice where, uh, you know, the person eventually opens up. But when I tell them, like, I mean, you know, why, why didn't you just say this when I asked you, like, right at the beginning, I yeah. asked you this question, like, why didn't you <laughs> just say this? Like, this would have been yeah. great. And they're like, yeah, but, you know, like, I wasn't sure um, how this interview was going to be, you know, in a way. And it was a kind of like, it was also like a reverse thing, right? Where I know we're checking them out, but they're also checking us out in return and being like, 100%. I want to make sure that this person is actually coming up with the right kind of approach or, or wanting to actually do this we treat this story well as yeah. opposed to trying to look for like something that's sensational sometimes which i think can can happen um and so he was kind of like no i just wanted to see how this would go and i realized that hey you know i'm okay i'm comfortable sharing this with you now right which was like an hour and something into the interview so yeah i mean uh what i wanted to ask you about that too was like when you when you decided let's say for example you weren't going to air something i mean is that is that a conversation you had to have then with the guest to say that because uh, one of the things that does happen to us sometimes is that, you know, the guests start chasing us. We're like, when is this coming out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, well, there's yeah. a schedule and everything. Um, I mean, it, it really only happened once. So it's a, good, it's a good question. I don't think, I don't know that we, um, I don't really, re- I don't really remember what happened with, <laughs> enough, with that. I don't have a good answer for that because I don't remember, you know, and we have so many episodes banked right now too that, um, you know, there is, and we do tell guests up front that there's kind of a delay in the process. Of and course, we're, yeah, yeah. You know, so we haven't really run it. And there really hasn't been, like I said, in like all that we've done, there's only really been one. So it hasn't been really an issue. So if you were to give kind of an, uh, maybe a piece of advice or a few tips, let's say, to someone that wanted to start something, and I'm not limiting this to a podcast because I think anyway, 2020 was one yeah. of those years where I think everybody kind of wants to look at expression in, in their own way. 
Um, maybe it's a learning that you've had from doing the show or just in general. Well, I mean, I think just in general, like of starting anything, whether you're starting a podcast or a business, or I think, you know, my, my best advice is to, um, is, 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 well, first of all, make sure it's something that, um, really like gives you energy. You know, I mean, I know that especially at this stage in my life where, you know, we built dry bar, you know, from the ground up. And that was, you know, something that I, I had so much passion for and loved so much. And now in this kind of phase in my life, I'm like, you know, what, what, what energizes me? What do I want to do yeah. on a daily basis? Um, you know, I'm also writing a book right now, which is like my kind of life story, um, which is like a little bit of a love hate thing for me. Cause I, I love the idea of it. But then sometimes when I'm like sitting down to write this, these things, a lot of them, that were painful and things that are just like, you know, dredging up the past. It's like, Oh God, you know, um, it can be very draining to me. Um, and then I have a couple other projects that I'm working on, working on, and I can pretty quickly tell what like gets me excited and energized. And to me, like, that's, that's the way to go. That's the path to follow. Um, so I guess to answer your question, my advice, you know, um, is like to make sure that you, you are, you are really like following a path that lights you up, something that really makes you excited to get out of bed in the morning. Um, because it, it can, it can be really, you can, you can find yourself, you know, in this, like you've gone down this path because you think it's like what you should do or what, you know, especially if you're younger, it's like what your parents think you should do or somebody in your life thinks you should do. And then you end up in this, like, I hear it. I just hear it all the time from people who, you know, potential wannabe entrepreneurs who are like, oh, I have this great job and I'm making a lot of money and I'm really unhappy. And I wasn't always like this, but I think as I've, as I've grown up and I've experienced more and more in my life and ups and downs in business, it's like, let me, let me just keep doing the thing that I'm most excited to keep doing, which I know is, it sounds almost like oversimplistic, but I, you know, I think we often don't pay attention to that little voice in our head. That's like, I really love this and I want to really keep doing this or, this I'm not really loving. Why am I spending my time and energy on it? So, you know, um, I guess to sum it up, it's like really trust, trust like your gut, trust what, you know, drives you versus what, you know, you think you should be doing. Yeah, one of the conversations um, I, I land up having a lot and I tell people a lot as well is this. So we have, you know, we kind of, a lot of us grow up with this idea of saying no gain without pain. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people interpret that the opposite way to say like, if I'm in pain, that means I must be gaining something down the road. And sometimes yeah. that that's kind of why they get stuck in these kind of cycles. And it's yeah. very hard. It's very hard to break because you keep thinking like, it's fine, I'm sacrificing now for something better, something better. And then actually what's kind of happening is it's just draining you. Um, instead of really yeah. pushing it forward. Yeah. yeah, it's a good, it's an interesting distinction, right? Because it's like, you can be, like, for me, it's like, I like, I like being in the throes of like a lot of things going on. If I like those things that are going on and then trying to manage my kids and all the other, you know, hundred things I have to manage in a day. But if the thing that I'm excited about kind of like fuels all the other things, you know, if, if the thing that you're doing is like, you're dreading, then it's like, everything else is like, you know, blah. Right. It's a pretty good indication if you were paying attention to it. A lot of people don't pay attention right. to that. Yeah. Just keep going and then all of a sudden wake up in five years and they're miserable and they're like, how did I get here, you know? Uh, you mentioned when you were writing a book uh, that there are some parts that are really painful and stuff. How do you, how do you, how do you power through that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because I'm, I'm really like struggling and it's really even, you know, right now, uh, I, I find that I get really tired. I'll spend like increments on the of time on the book, and then I'm like, 
I'm so tired. And I think I, I, I have to imagine it's just because I get drained. Yeah. It's just, it's weird to go all the way back into the past. And some of it's like stuff I don't want to remember. Some of it's stuff that's like, oh yeah, I remember that. And, but it's just, you know, it's, I, I find it very mentally, um, draining. And then, um, and then there's parts of it that are really like fun to think about again. So it just kind of depends on the day. And, um, you know, I'm still trying to figure that out. Cause I'm there, I'm not a writer, you know, by, by trade or by nature. And, um, and I, I can see why I've never been a writer <laughs> yeah, through sure. this process. So it's like little by little and I'm kind of figuring it out. And yeah, and I'll let you know in a few months. Sure. Yeah, we'll do an update for sure. <laughs> uh, but are you, are you kind of one of those people that will kind of, because you want to write it uh, somewhere or there's at least a determination to write it, uh, that's what will help you power through kind of the tough bits yes. as well to say like, look, ultimately this is for that better um, yeah, sort of outcome. because I think that, you know, what I have found and the feedback that I've gotten over the years and what I, you know, I didn't, I didn't go to college and I don't have a traditional background and I didn't, I don't have any real business, um, you know, uh, experience before dry bar, but I was, you know, able to kind of like make this thing work with a lot of help and, um, and, and just, you know, I think that that, that, that is an inspiring story. Um, and so it's, you know, and I think there's been a lot of interesting ups and downs. And then with Mike more of the personal stuff with the, my, my, since my kids have gone through and the divorce and all of that, I think there's, you know, there's, there's that, you know, element of, of like learning and getting a peek behind the curtain of somebody's life that you may see as one way. And then, you know, reading a book and learning how, you know, th that there's just a lot of different ways to get to success. And, um, you know, so I'm excited to share because I'm really proud of, of my story. And I was definitely yeah. um, such a, like an underachiever as a kid. And my brother was definitely the like star of the family and going to be super successful. And, um, you know, my success was kind of a surprise to everybody. And so, um, you know, I think for me, it's like inspiring other, like, especially girls and women out there to be like, you don't have to have a traditional path. You don't have to have it, you know, uh, you can do it however you want to do it, you know, yeah. and that's kind of hopefully what I, you know, I want people to gain out of this book and get inspired to, you know, find their own level of success and whatever that is. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Um, yeah, my pleasure. As, as you would tell me, if you're a guest, it's going to be a couple of weeks before we kind of get this out there. Right. <laughs> I will chase of... <laughs> you down. Don't worry. <laughs> That's all we have for you on this episode with Ali Webb on EMPM. You can follow Ali on Instagram at Ali Webb and find Raising the Bar wherever you get your podcasts. EMPM is part of the Amaya Media Network. You can find us at amaya.media. We'll see you soon.